Blog Talk Radio. Time to relax. You know what that means. Time to sing about the Moona and the Juna and the Springa on another episode of the Original Janksters. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Oh, yeah. We're back. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> it never seems to be quite once a week, but, you know, it's close enough. <laughs> we try. Well, if I didn't have drill every other week, apparently. <laughs> Yeah, they've been really drilling you hard. Pun intended. Oh, yeah. Pun intended multiple ways. <laughs> now, it's been pretty ridiculous these last couple of weeks just because, uh, what was it, August? Yeah, August we had it for for some reason the last weekend of the month. So it didn't really make sense. Or the uh, maybe not the last weekend. of uh, It was like the second to last weekend or whatnot. It was the weekend before the weekend, last weekend of the month, if that makes any sense. So, um, okay. so then we had one week off, and then we went into another drill. I was like, are you kidding me? Seriously, we're doing this pretty much once every two weeks. Okay, I see, I see what's going on. <laughs> um, <laughs> are they preparing of, for a new war of, or something? <laughs> no, no, it's still the same war. Um, <laughs> um, but the thing is, is we're, trans, uh, we're transferring or transitioning into a kind of a new unit. Um, so pretty much what's going on is we're going from a CAV unit. They've realized that uh, the, the National Guard has old equipment. We're using still old tanks and stuff like that that nobody uses anymore. So uh, now we're transitioning into strikers, which is what I'm used to because that's what I used to use when I was active duty. So I was like, all right, cool. But this is a huge process. So they, they're legitimately like going in and out of doing all these different and new things. So. It is kind of a pain in the ass, um, but it's kind of cool. The, the, it, so the, the good things and the bad things. The bad things are um, <laughs> this next drill. This next drill in October, um, we have uh, we have to go in Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, a full three days, um, which definitely sucks. Um, but we have to do that twice. Wow. We have to do that once in October and once in November. Um, oh, we usually only do two days a month. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, we usually only do one, 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 two day a month, but now we're doing two, three days. So that being said, uh, June, we have our annual training for the two weeks. So the month before and the month prior to June, we don't have a drill at all. So that's, that's the good thing. Nice. Yeah. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate too much. (laughs) That evens itself out a little bit. Yeah. So, speaking but, of strikers, I guess that might come up on your list a little bit later, huh? 
Yeah, well, I didn't even put him down, actually. But, yeah, uh, correct. Damn it. <laughs> I know. I'm, I might have some guys on there that you don't even know, though, from, like, the New World Combat. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I played that a little bit. Ago, yeah. But, um, yeah. That's true. Okay. Uh, well, do you want to ex- explain what you're – well, no, go into the nerd <laughs> corner. We'll explain the list. After yeah, no, let's, uh, we should probably do the top ten first. I was kind of thinking we should do that anyway, and especially now that we're doing you know two different things, we should probably kick that off first, yeah, and then you we'll know do what? whatever we have time for after. That that is actually an ingenious idea. Good good thinking. All right, so <laughs> Kevin, go ahead and explain your list, and then I'll explain mine right after. Okay. Well, first let me play the old theme song. Oh, uh, it was in the right spot, but now it's not for some reason. Everything <laughs> moved on me. No, I didn't touch it. Hello, women. This is number eight. Now you can all lay them straight. Open the door to your fuzzy elephant. Nine, ten. Never sleep again. All right. So this week for the top 10, which, I mean, there's not really even a 10 this week. I don't know how many you have, but it's probably more than 10. <laughs> uh, uh, slightly. It's just kind of, <laughs> yeah. We're kind of doing the same thing we did uh, with the Batman thing a little bit a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we were kind of casting who we would want to have play all the different Batman villains and that kind of thing. Um, we were originally going to do the New Mutants movie. Um, which I did, so that will be what my list is. Uh, but Pete, since he's not really too familiar with them, uh, and by not too familiar, I mean had never heard of them before I mentioned it on the show last week. It's <laughs> true. Uh, <laughs> he's doing a different list. He's going to be casting a new Mortal Kombat movie. Which is rumored to actually come out. So um, apparently, according to the internet, which is very vague, I don't know if they're trying to cover it up or whatnot, but there are already rumors of some people, and some of the people on my list I kind of agree with. I think I only agreed with oh, one. Okay. One that was rumored. <laughs> um, but then I also kind of look back at other stuff that uh, the Mortal Kombat universe has done, uh, I don't know, throughout the last, I don't know, like, what, 15 years or so? Even more than that? Yeah. So I kind of I, I didn't really I mean, Yeah, that movie's got to be anybody. 20 years old, the original. Yeah, it came out, I think, in 93 or 94. Yeah. I would say 94, 95. I think it was 95. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was 95. 21 years. <laughs> yeah, so it's old. definitely... I know. Don't say that, though. We're not. <laughs> um, but, um, I don't know. So, what? I, well, what I pretty much did was, like, I didn't recast anybody in their original spot. I mean... Like, I don't, know, I don't want to try to get anything away. But, um, you know, everybody will understand the list uh, once we once we get there. Now, the big thing is that I didn't go through every single Mortal Kombat character. There's, like, there's like got to be close to 100 so far. So I did a lot yeah, of bigger things um, uh, that I'd like to see in the movie. And then I didn't do all the ninjas because they're just covered up in the face anyways, except for the two main ninjas. <laughs> so obviously I did uh, Scorpion and I did Sub-Zero, but... I didn't do, like, oh, Ermac or Rain. Like, you can't really see them at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> it's true. I mean, you already put more effort in than the, the original movie did. I couldn't tell you who played Sub-Zero or Scorpion in those. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they really no, nobody didn't could. talk. I mean, 
to Scorpion. I think they just took the voiceover from the game. <laughs> we just get over <laughs> they here. Took, they, they used Ed Boon's voice. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but no, I, I'm I'm pretty excited. But uh, yeah, let's uh, let's kick it off. Let's do the thing. All right. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, you can go first with this one. It was your idea to do this whole thing anyway. <laughs> okay. Um, well, first, uh, a little background here. I've kind of got envisioned in my head a three-movie series, like a trilogy of New Mutants movies. Um, kind of go through them one at a time. <laughs> uh, the New Mutants, obviously, was a comic. It started, I think, in like the 80s, probably early 80s. Um, it was kind of a spinoff of the X-Men where essentially all these new younger mutants had come into the school and they were all kind of, you know, banded together as the new class of, you know, mutants at the Xavier school. Um, they kind of had, you know, different adventures and they were kind of training to eventually be X-Men. Uh, I guess that was kind of the point, but also just to, you know, learn how to control their powers and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so for the first movie, you know, I figure this is shortly after most of them got in there, maybe one or two. Hello? Hang on. Ah, there you are. Hello? Hey. Hello, how are you? <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I, they kicked me out, and then I tried to call back in, and you were silent for, like, forever. <laughs> hmm. That's weird. Yep. Okay, well, yeah, we're back on what? track. <laughs> I just know I'm like, oh, he's not there. <laughs> I went to look at the computer, and there you were again. But it wasn't connected. Oh, okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, so basically, hopefully, that was all on the air. Um, so for Mirage, I was thinking, uh, this, like I said, this was tough because I don't really know any Native American actresses. But I went with a woman named Shannon Baker. I don't know if you ever heard of her. I know I really haven't. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but apparently there's these girls, the Baker Twins. They are Native American, like, model-slash-actresses. Um, they've been in movies and, I guess, on, on, on uh, one episode of CSI. So I figured I'd go with her. I mean, she looks the part. Um, I mean, they're twins, but one of them's a little rounder in the face. One of them's a little, I don't know, leaner in the face. And I was watching some interview, and she was like, like, this Shannon kind of seems like the nicer one, whereas Shauna, <laughs> which I don't know why you name your kids such close-together names, especially when they're already twins. But Shauna's kind of the one who plays, like, the bitch most of the time, so I figured we'd go with Shannon, the, uh, the nicer one for the leader of the team here. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, again, some of these, it's like, uh, when you're trying to get the right ethnicity, it's hard to <laughs> hard to have anything to go off of. Uh, so for Cannonball, uh, who is a guy named Sam Guthrie, he's from Kentucky. He's kind of a, you know, a farm boy. He's kind of out of his element being in the big city and everything and all the crazy stuff that, that mutants see in their adventures. Uh, but he's, he ends up becoming the team leader kind of when it becomes X-Force. Um, he's, you know, a good dude. 
Um, he, I decided to go with uh, Alden Ehrenreich, who hmm. is going to be, he's the guy who's playing the young Han Solo in the, uh, the new Han Solo movie that they're making. Oh, okay. And uh, he was also in, uh, what was it, Hail of Caesar earlier this year, and he's in some other movie. It's kind of like old Hollywood coming up soon. Um, he has to like dye his hair blonde, but I think it would be good. He does, definitely does a good uh, Southern accent. His character in Hail Caesar kind of felt a little bit cannonball to me. He's just kind of a, he's kind of just a weird, like a, you know, a Southerner who wasn't particularly uh, on the ball. Uh, obviously, cannonball's a little more than that. He's he's actually a, you know a smart dude, but kind of comes off as a country bumpkin-ish type. So I think he would bumpkin. he would be a real good for this. <laughs> For this part, um, he just you know dyed his hair blonde and stuff. So, <laughs> Alden Ehrenreich, I uh, think he would be good for Cannonball. Now, Sunspot, this was tough. Uh, Sunspot is a guy from Brazil. Uh, he was a soccer player and all that stuff. His parents are super rich, so he's like cocky. This good, you know, the like the wealthy playboy type. Um, he, uh, he's got, like, powers that, where he can absorb the sun's energy and rechannel it as strength, and they eventually change that to where he could also basically use it as, you know, energy, like, fiery energy blasts or actually, you know, create fire and use fire to fly and that kind of thing to basically propel himself, all that kind of stuff. So he basically kind of has fire powers eventually as well. Hmm. Um, this one, again, tough. I don't know any really young Hispanic actors too much. Uh, so I went with a guy named Tyler Posey who apparently is on the Teen Wolf show, and he was in Yoga Hosers that Kevin Smith just made, uh, which I have not seen yet, but I have seen clips from, um, and I've seen some interviews and stuff, and it, he seems like a good actor, um, or at least decent enough, so I think he'll <laughs> be able to have this part. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. I have not. <laughs> Yeah, again, it's tough. Like, I've never watched, as much as I love the Teen Wolf movie, I've never watched that show, so I don't really know. But he seems like he would fit for this kind of a part. He seems like that kind of a dude where he could play the, you know, pretty boy. Um, Mirage, this one, I was I was like, oh, I nailed this one, sure. <laughs> uh, Mirage is, like I said, she's going to be the great, great, great granddaughter of Celine, the villain of the movie. Um, she is basically from this colony in South America that kind of thinks they're an old Roman colony. They just kind of got left behind, but it turns out most of that was all kind of lies and that kind of stuff, which you'll probably get into in like the later parts of the movie. But so basically, yeah, she's from South America. So she's a little bit, you know, Latina. Um, so I went with a girl named Anna de Armas. You ever heard of her? That kind of sounds familiar. Kind of sounds familiar. <laughs> uh, she was in that Knock Knock movie that Eli Roth did, like, last year. Uh, I don't know if you ever saw that. It was, <laughs> that movie is so – it's bad, but in a good way. Like, Keanu Reeves, like, his acting is, like, entertainingly bad in certain parts. <laughs> and it takes, it's just Ooh. a lot of weird stuff, but it's it's kind of interesting. I would recommend watching it just – I don't know, just because it's, it's interesting. <laughs> but she was the blonde girl in there, and then she was the one who uh, I mentioned the other day that she was in basically the 
two movies I saw back to back. She was in, um, what was it, War Dogs, as basically Miles Teller's girlfriend in that one. Um, and she was in Hands of Stone, that boxing movie, the next week. Uh, she was basically playing Roberto Duran's wife in that one. Um, so <laughs> she's kind of, she was everywhere for at least a little while there. And I think she's definitely, between those movies, I definitely see her career picking up a bunch. It seems like she's getting a lot more work. Uh, I think she would definitely be perfect for this part. Uh, she definitely looks the part for sure. Um, she was brunette in one of those in uh, War, War Dogs, but she's blonde for the most part from what I've seen. Um, I think she would definitely be a great Mirage. Uh, or, I mean, Magma, I should say. <laughs> uh, who has basically, she can turn herself into like a lava form and, you know, melt through stuff, or she can call up lava from the earth and kind of, you know, create holes in the ground and that kind of shit. Lava powers. Nice. <laughs> Um, so Warlock, this is a tough one. Warlock is a character. He comes from outer space. He's like an alien from this techno-organic race. Um, he would have to be totally CG in the movie. Uh, he's basically like just living computer technology chips, uh, I guess is the best way to describe it. Like it looks kind of like, you know, kind of like a T-1000 kind of thing where it's kind of liquidy and he can form in different shapes. But it's not so much liquidy as, like, liquid circuitry. Uh, so it's a oh. thing. You might have to look it up to kind of see what he looks like. But he's just a very crazy-looking creature, and he can, you know, transform himself into rockets or, like, guns or, like, armor and shield so that he can have somebody else inside of him kind of thing. <clears throat> so and he's, he's, uh, he comes from this race where they just basically absorb other things and take the life out of them. But he's considered a mutant from that group because he's not like that at all. He doesn't want to hurt anything. He's very much just like a big kid kind of thing. Uh, and he's kind of goofy. And at first, nobody can really understand him except for one of the characters, Cypher, whose power is to, you know, be able to translate any language. So he's the only one who can communicate with him until they teach him English, basically. And uh, he kind of talks weird. He's always, like, saying, uh, calling people self-friend and saying query whenever he has a question kind of a thing. So kind of looking for some like a goofy-ish kind of voice but I didn't want to go too goofy kind of my first uh inclination was to go with Andy Dick <laughs> but oh I thought that might be a little too much after a while <laughs> you don't want that <laughs> it might just be a little too out there <laughs> so I decided to tone it down a little bit and go with Will for uh Will Forte who you probably remember from, like, Saturday Night Live. Um, he was MacGruber. Yeah. Um, he's on that Last Man on Earth show. Uh, he was the voice of Abraham Lincoln on a show I loved called Clone High back in the day. Um, and I, could, I like his voice. Uh, I think it kind of could convey the goofiness. I think he'd definitely be a good one for this role. Um, and then Cypher, like I said, the character who could talk to him at first, because uh, he's got the power to communicate in any language and translate any language and that kind of thing. Uh, basically, which is terrible power for when you're in battle. <laughs> like, if you think about it, it's not very good. They kind of had him, he got killed off. Like, he basically just got shot and, you know, died. <laughs> like, like after a little while. And because uh, basically, I mean, Warlock, his buddy, had to basically keep protecting him. He'd have to, like, try to, you know, be some armor for him or something, kind of keep him safe. But he ended up just kind of, you know, getting shot and dying because he really wasn't meant to be in battle too much. <laughs> but uh, when they brought him back to life later on, 
they kind of tried to amp up his power and make him a little cooler so that he could, like, you know, read anything as language, essentially. Like, he could read your body movements or your body languages to be able to tell what you were going to do, which would enable him to, like, do counter moves and that kind of stuff. So they tried to make right, him cooler right. and a little bit, like, of a better fighter by that point. But for most of these mutant movies, I would say we're going to go with, you know, the older version where he's not very useful. <laughs> and he's just kind of a little puss. <laughs> a little so, puss. <laughs> little blonde puss boy. <laughs> so I kind of had two ideas for this, both very similar. Um, from the, I don't know if you've, do you ever watch Game of Thrones? <laughs> I just recently, like a couple months ago, watched like the whole series. Um, and basically, there were Jesus. two. Uh, Cersei had these two sons. Uh, was it? Uh, what the fuck was it? Oh, Joffrey and Tommen. Um, Joffrey was like, he was a real fucking asshole. Like, he, the guy you really just fucking can't stand. He's just a dick to everybody. He's just horribly cruel and all this stuff. And then there was Tommen, who's like the younger one. He was just kind of, he was kind of, you know, a puss. And he just was a pushover and, you know, didn't really care. And was just kind of <laughs> very nice kid, but not very good at anything. Uh, so I was kind of, either of these kids I think would be good for this part. Uh, I was I mean, obviously the kid who plays Tommen would be probably the more obvious choice, but supposedly Jack Leeson, the guy who played Joffrey, um, supposedly he's actually a very nice kid. Offset, like they're like, oh yeah, when we killed him off, like we're actually sad. Like this is a spoiler, but like oh, we're actually sad to see him go because like as much as we hate the character, like <laughs> we actually do like him. He's a very nice kid. So I figure as a way <laughs> kind of uh, <laughs> to kind of like try to rehabilitate his image and try to make people feel some sympathy for him and not just think he's a douche in real life. Um, I figure mm-hmm. we give him the part and he can be, you know, Cypher, the nice little puss kid <laughs> this time. The puss kid. <laughs> That's what I always thought of when I would read a comic with Cypher and I'm like, this kid's useless. Get him out of here. <laughs> I mean, if you get trapped in Asgard and you need somebody to, like talk to the, elves or something, then fine. I guess he has his point, but the rest of the time, it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Until then, language. he'll be the puss kid. <laughs> uh, Wolfsbane. She is a Scottish mutant, basically raised by this mutant-hating fucking uh, Scottish priest uh, who was always beating her and you know, being like, you're fucking sinful and blah, blah, blah. And when she found out she was a mutant, it just was even worse. So uh, Professor X's friend, Moira McTaggart, uh, who's like a scientist, she ended up taking her in and adopting her as her daughter. Um, she, so she's very, she's got the power to turn into a, a wolf um, and, and into various wolf forms. Like she can go full wolf, she can go kind of traditional werewolf, where you got like a big werewolf face. Uh, she can go kind of in between, where she's basically normal girl, but has like brown fur all over um, and kind of has the claws still. So she can basically turn into various wolf forms, um, which is kind of, you know, she's very, in her normal form, she's very timid and shy and afraid of everything because she's you know, been told it's a sin and she's just very freaked out about everything. Hmm. So, but then she turns into this wolf and, you know, she kind of has to control that a little bit because she's basically running on instinct at that point, like, <laughs> which is kind of a wild animal. And, can, and she's kind of, her two sides are kind of always at war. Like. Uh, so she... 
it's basically she's got like short red hair for the most part. Um, for this one, I went with a girl named Madison Davenport. Okay. Have you ever heard of her? Oh, no, I haven't heard of her. No. <laughs> but you, 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 she, really, um, you really reached for those teenage first people I've never heard of. I did. <laughs> she is on. Uh, did you ever see the movie From Dust Till Dawn? I haven't, actually. I've seen. Oh. It's pretty good. But uh, they made a TV show recently. Uh, I think it's on some like Spanish channel, but it's all in English, and it was on Netflix. I watched the first season of that, and uh, she was like the daughter. She played the part that, uh, what's her name? Oh, shit. Juliette Lewis played in the movie. She played like the, the daughter of the preacher kind of thing. Um, she's very, she looks very sweet and kind of innocent, so I thought she would be very good for this part. She's very pale. <laughs> so I think she could do a good Scottish accent <laughs> if she gave her a shot. <laughs> But she's got very much got that kind of, you know, sweet and innocent, religious y type kind of vibe. So I thought she would be good for that. They all do. (laughs) Um, Magic. This one, I think, again, I think I nailed it. Uh, There's going to be some hair dye involved, but that's okay. So Magic, she is Colossus' little sister. Uh, she was basically a little girl from Russia who had kind of, you know, come to visit. She ended up getting kidnapped by this demon, Belasco, who took her to this, you know, world of, called Limbo. Basically a world full of demons. It was, you know, an extra-dimensional hell dimension kind of a thing. Um, and he basically mm-hmm. wanted to corrupt her and, you know, corrupt her soul and use it to create this, this powerful weapon and stuff. Um, but, and she actually she spent years there kind of learning sorcery, and her mutant power ended up kicking in where she could create these stepping disks that were basically like teleport portals that would come up in the ground and then take, you know, yourself and anybody else with you through these portals, and they would transport you anywhere you want to go type thing. Um, and so mm-hmm. she ended up uh, fighting back and kind of defeating Bel- uh, Belasco, and she ended up... Uh, being able to escape back to Earth with her uh, her new soul sword, which is like this big ass sword that was kind of formed from pieces of her soul. <laughs> so uh, she wasn't like fully corrupted, but she's definitely got some dark sides to her. Um, and she kind of she's actually the ruler of Limbo now that she defeated Velasco. So she's kind of got that responsibility hmm. as well. Um, and so we got to go with somebody who's got a little bit of a dark side to him, but still you know very likable and that kind of thing. So I went with a girl named Tara Lynn Barr, uh, who she's basically, I mean, she's got the exact same haircut, which doesn't hurt either. <laughs> but I think she's basically, she got red hair, whereas Magic is blonde. So I think she'd have to, like, dye it blonde, but then I think she'd basically be perfect. Uh, she, Tara Lynn Barr, she was the girl in a movie I think I talked about a long time on this show, uh, a long time ago on this show, called God Bless America, which was a movie made by Bobcat Goldthwaite. Uh, where it basically was involving this guy who uh, his life was in the shitter and he ended up, uh, he's going to take out one, this girl that he saw on uh, like one of those 16, my sweet 16 birthday shows or whatever on MTV. And she was just a complete bitch. <laughs> so he decided he was going to go kill her. <laughs> and basically Tara Lynn Barr plays this girl who's in uh, the same class as her. And she witnesses the whole thing and she kind of, 
takes up the idea that she wants to get involved in this. Like she wants to go help this guy and get in on his mission and <laughs> go kill other people. So she's got very much got that same kind of attitude where she's got this dark side. She's, you know, feeling good about killing people, <laughs> but, uh, but she's still very likable and she's a great character. Like, honestly, it's one of my favorite performances probably ever in that movie. Like, um, I guess I would have given her at least a nomination for an Oscar for that movie. <laughs> Damn. I don't even care. <laughs> she's so good in it. And uh, so, yeah, I think she would be the perfect one to do this part uh, where she's got kind of the dark side, but you still, you still like her and feel for her at the same time. Um, and definitely a dark sense of humor, which is good. And then finally we got Karma. Uh, who is Shan Coin Man? She's Vietnamese. Uh, she's kind of a recent immigrant to the country. She had to go through a lot of stuff, get here, and all that stuff. She has like a younger brother and sister. She's got to take care of and that kind of stuff. Her uncle was like a you know shitbag in like Vietnam or something like that. But um, she's got the power to uh, control people's minds. It's basically tele- tele- uh, telepathy, but not really as broad as most telepaths. It's basically just confined to being able to like control a person's mind. It's at any given time thing. Okay. Um, so basically for this one, this again was kind of tough, but <laughs> uh, I went with Ellen Wong, who played Knives in Scott Pilgrim. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that would be good. Um, I was kind of, I was going to go with the Asian girl from uh, Pacific Rim, but I think she's like too old. She's like 32 or something like that. <laughs> I was like, uh. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to buy her. <laughs> I think that was the hardest part for me when I was thinking, when I was working on this list. Is one, I don't know any teenage actors really at all. I um, know it's hard. It, it's it's different, man. It's a, it's a tough it's a tough gig. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> um. Okay, so I think that's most of it for the first movie, uh, although. Like I said, the Hellions are going to be another group of mutants, uh, and I figured we'd actually introduce some of the other characters that are going to come later as part of the Hellions, because some of them were in the comics with the Hellions for a little bit. Like, they were, you know, kind of set up as bad guys at first, but they kind of learned to, to mellow out, and or they were just confused and didn't realize that, you know, the Hellions were as bad as they were, and they ended up, you know, changing sides, essentially. So I figured we kind of do that with this movie, where Mirage kind of befriends them while she's stuck at that school and that kind of thing, and they, at the end of the movie, like, they don't come with to the New Mutants, but they just kind of go off on their own, and they're like, you know, we'll help you out if you ever need us kind of thing. Uh, so I figure at least two of those other, the Hellions will have Warpath on there and Siren. Uh, Warpath, this this was the toughest one, like, <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. Uh, Warpath is a Native American dude. He is the brother of a guy named Thunderbird who was on the X-Men for a very short time before he ended up dying <laughs> he basically recruited and died you know like an issue or two later uh basically about just being a stubborn jackass and uh so he was kind of when he first was like appeared he was kind of mad at the x-men for causing his brother's death but it really wasn't their fault so he mellowed out very quickly and realized he wasn't you know an angry ass dude like his brother so he didn't really want to pursue that kind of thing uh but he's basically he's got like super strength um that kind of thing, like mainly super strength. He's got like, super enhanced senses, a little bit stuff too, but mostly, you know, he's, he's huge. I mean, not quite the Hulk or the Juggernaut, but you know, pretty, 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 
pretty huge. Pretty big, um, yeah, gotcha. So this was, I mean, I really don't know any Native American actors, <laughs> uh, especially ones that are super huge. Uh, the best I could kind of come up with was, like, Roman Reigns kind of had some, like, Native American in him. Uh, he's obviously a wrestler, so he's kind of big. Um, but I think he's like 31, so I mean it's kind of stretching it. <laughs> Maybe you keep the mask on him as much as possible. So you don't really notice. <laughs> Maybe use that Robert Downey Jr. de aging system they had in Civil War. I don't know. <laughs> or we just, <laughs> or we just like have a casting call and be like, all right, we need to find somebody. That'll work. <laughs> Um, then for Siren, she is the daughter of X-Men member Banshee. Uh, she's Irish, red hair, got the same sonic scream powers that, uh, her father does. So uh, for this mm-hmm. one, I was originally going to go with, um, what was her name? Mm-hmm. Oh, Rose Leslie. Uh, who was this wildling on Game of Thrones for a while. Um, and she was really good on there, but then I just saw her last week in uh, a movie called Morgan. And I've <laughs> seen her on there, and I'm like, oh, wait, I don't think she's within the age range anymore. Like, she definitely looks a little bit older. I think she was like 29 or 30. But, and it, and it just didn't, she looked a little bit too old to fall into the range. And also the even bigger part that threw her out was kind of, her voice was sounded really raspy and kind of almost fading in and out, which is not really mm-hmm. good for a mutant whose you know power is their voice. <laughs> True, you've got to have like a nice, <laughs> nice sounding voice. Otherwise, it's kind of oh, she she used her power up too much. <laughs> she needs some cough drops. <laughs> so I went with uh, a new choice of Cersei Ronan who is a tough one to spell for sure. It's apparently, I think it's Cersei, but it's spelled S-A-O-I-R-S-E. <laughs> That's like okay. the hardest way to spell a thing I can imagine. Why do you have that many vowels in a row? That's <laughs> not cool. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> she was in a movie from last year that I didn't see, but supposedly is very good. Uh, called Brooklyn. Uh, and I've seen the trailer and stuff, and I've seen some clips, and I think she would definitely be good for this part. She was, I think she was up for an Oscar, so obviously she knows what she's doing, <laughs> theoretically. Uh, she is Irish, yeah, obviously. and she does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so she's got the accent down for sure. Um, definitely, I think her hair kind of fluctuates, but definitely I could see it being red, so... I think she'd be perfect for this. Um, so, yeah, that's Siren. And then, I guess moving on to the next movie, uh, where I figured for the next one, we kind of get to go to Limbo. We kind of find out a little bit more about Magic's backstory in this one. Like they kind of mentioned in the first one, how she, you know, used to be um, a little girl, but then she just suddenly reappeared and she was a teenager because time moved differently there. But this one, we actually get to see that a little bit at the beginning, like with the X-Men, like, and uh, we see what ha- where she comes back. She gets taken away and comes back. We get a little bit more backstory of what actually happened while she was in Limbo. And, you know, Belasco is coming back. Uh, he 
has, you know, he, he's mustered up his forces after he, he's defeated by magic. So he's coming back for revenge kind of a thing. He wants to take Limbo back. And uh, the new mutants have to kind of help magic stop him. Otherwise, bad shit's going to happen. <laughs> and I think in this one, we have, <laughs> we have Cypher get killed. Because <laughs> why not? He's a little puss boy. No one needs him. <laughs> Nobody wants to push boy. Nobody. <laughs> Basically, one of the demons, you know, just, just kills them, and, and he's gone. And the movie ends with kind of like what happened in the comics, where Magic ends up getting de-aged. She kind of goes back to being the little, you know, six-year-old girl again. Uh, so she kind of, we end up with her also moving on to other things at the end of the movie. She's not part of the team anymore. But in the movie, we do introduce two new members who are basically coming to the school at the beginning. Uh, we've got Boom Boom and Richter. <laughs> Boom Boom is just a I mean, why not? They tried, to, they tried to change it a couple of times, but Boom Boom is just, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> that's quality writing right there. <laughs> she's basically called that because she has time bomb powers. She can make these like little, you know, circular energy orbs that are time bombs. So she'll be like counting them counting down three two one and then she throws it kind of thing and so yeah basically she can explode things like that uh she's kind of you know a, a white trash kind of a little bit uh kind of like she dresses a lot like jubilee so she kind of like i said i think in the thing i sent you i kind of called her a white trash version of <laughs> jubilee yeah yeah i do remember reading that yes <laughs> they were both created kind of the same time so for her, I went with an actress uh, who's very good, uh, named Teresa Palmer. She was just in that Lights Out movie that was out a couple weeks ago. Uh, she was also in that stupid Warm Bodies movie, I believe. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She's blonde. Uh, definitely, I think she would work for this part. Um, and she's, she's really good in Lights Out, so I think she could definitely nail it in this movie. That Warm Bodies movie, though. I mean, she was good, but that movie is so stupid. <laughs> that was a treasure of a movie. <laughs> it made no sense whatsoever. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, they've been, zombies. They've been the dead. dead for fucking months, but now they can just come back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Heart starts beating and they're alive again. No, your tissue is decayed. You don't just come back. <laughs> Not possible. Anything's possible, Kevin. Anything is possible. <laughs> and apparently it's love that makes you come back. Oh, apparently no other zombies have ever been in love. Everyone who became a nope. zombie, nope, they weren't in love. <laughs> These are facts. You just need to get over shit. the facts. <laughs> um... And so then we've got Richter, tough too again, and another uh, like Martino guy. Um, he's got like earthquake kind of powers or seismic powers. You can create earthquakes essentially, or just shoot vibratory waves that kind of make things shake until they explode, that kind of thing. Um, so I kind of went with the guy named Diego Gonzalez Boneda. I don't even know if I'm saying that right. Uh, yeah. I guess he was no, on like, Pretty Little Liars. <laughs> and uh, the 90210 reboot. I don't know. 
he looked like he would fill the part <laughs> doing a Google search. So I don't really have much to say on that one. <laughs> Richter ends up kind of getting with uh, with Shatterstar, who's this guy from another dimension, and they kind of become gay at a certain point. So whatever. Of course. <laughs> I'm I'm making this guy be the gay guy. <laughs> I know nothing <laughs> about him. <laughs> so then the third movie, this is where we start getting into the X-Force kind of stuff. Um, it starts setting up for the X-Force movie. Basically, uh, it's graduate. it starts out with like graduation day. You know, they're all graduating the, this class of, of uh, mutants they're graduating from Xavier School, and some of them go off, uh, you know, to do their own thing. They're all going to, they got, like, jobs or whatever they're going to do afterwards, kind of. So they're going off. Uh, Mirage leaves. Uh, Magma leaves. Karma leaves. Uh, let's see. Wolfsbane leaves, as well, along with Warlock. They've kind of gotten closer after uh, Cypher died in the last one, so they're going... He's going to go help her with the research over on Miran with, uh, you know, her mother kind of a thing. So it's basically just Cannonball, Sunspot, and uh, Boom Boom, Richter. They're the ones left behind. They're kind of going to become X-Men at this point. Uh, they, they're going to stick around. They want to become X-Men and teachers and all that stuff. And also, we bring back Warpath and Siren. They're kind of there visiting for graduation and they came, you know, to visit their friends kind of thing, and uh, they basically end up deciding to stay the weekend because they're going to check out the danger room and all that kind of stuff. But Professor X is away, goes away. He's doing a, uh, like, a, a speech on mutant rights kind of over the weekend. And during the speech, he gets shot. Dun, dun, dun. Why does, why does this have to happen? <laughs> Some kind of assassin's bullet takes him out and uh, infects him with this disease as well. Like it's a poison kind of a bullet. And so they, he's basically he's clinging to life. He's dying. They got to figure out a way to cure him and stuff. So they're, they're trying to figure out who shot him, and they're going after them so they can get a cure out of them kind of a thing. Uh, and they go start tracking down leads. And they run – they're going – they find out uh, – they kind of while they're going to investigate this one lead, they run into Cable and his people. Uh, Cable is basically a mercenary. Uh, he's the son of. Well, I'll get right into that later. Basically, he runs into his people: Cable, Domino, and Shatterstar. And they at first kind of you know have a little tussle between them, but then they realize they're working on the same side essentially, and so they kind of team up to go after the, the real person here, uh, who is Strife. Strife, the villain in this movie, Strife and his team called the Mutant Liberation Front. Um, so I'll get into the characters first, I guess. Um, oh, well, maybe, oh, okay. So Strife, they, they end up teaming up. They all go after Strife at the end. They meet up. They realize that Strife is actually a clone of Cable, which Cable didn't even know uh, until this point. But they end up beating him, getting the cure for Professor X. But Strife doesn't die, so he can come back later. So during the X-Force movies, he can definitely come back. Um, and then basically it's for, for the characters. Uh, obviously Cable is kind of the main guy. He basically becomes the leader of X-Force. 
and he is the son of Cyclops and essentially Jean Grey. It was basically a, it was a clone of Jean Grey that actually had him, but he's <laughs> essentially the genetic son of Cyclops and Jean Grey, uh, which is a whole story for another time. Uh, he was sent into the future <laughs> to save his life, where he grew up in a world that was ruled by Apocalypse. Um, Strife was created as a clone of him, and that clone was uh, basically raised by Apocalypse to become his you know, quote-unquote son. Uh, and he became a guy named Strife, who I just talked about a little bit. He uh, wore this big like metal armor suit with a big mask on it and stuff. So we have you know a history between him and Cable that, but without Cable knowing that he was the clone of him, uh, essentially. Um, and so they, you know, in that future, Apocalypse was defeated. Strife kind of took over, and eventually they end up coming back to this time. Strife came back, and the Cable kind of followed. And so Cable is back here trying to, A, stop Strife, and also stop uh, the rise of Apocalypse that, you know, obviously happened in his timeline when Apocalypse took over. And uh, so he wants to prevent that as well, uh, prevent him here so that it won't, his future will never come to pass type of thing. Um, and so by the time we pick up with Cable in this movie, he's been in here for a couple of years. Uh, he's kind of been working with Domino for a long time, and they just recently picked up Shatterstar, uh, who is new to this world. Uh, and that one gives it him. But so for Cable, Cable is obviously an older dude. Uh, he's like in his, you know, he's got gray hair. He's got, he's in like his fifties or sixties, possibly even. So this one, it seems like everybody online basically wants to go with Stephen Lang for the part, uh, who was obviously in Don't Breathe. He was the old, crazy old blind man. And uh, like we talked about before, he was the uh, the main army dude in Avatar. So I was definitely thinking, uh, I think they're right on that one. Like he would definitely make a great cable. Uh, so he would definitely be my first choice, I think. Uh, he's definitely got the badassness down. Um, and if not him, <laughs> I know I put him in a lot of things, but I'd have to go with John Hamm for the backup. No. <laughs> you have to age him up a little bit. Give him some white hair. <laughs> but he almost fits it, he almost fits it a little little better because Cable's like kind of a little beefier. Like uh, John Hamm's kind of got the fuller look, whereas uh, Stephen Lang is kind of like he's, a wi- he's built, but he's like wiry, you know? <laughs> He's like a like a, an old man. He's got that crazy old man strength, but doesn't look like he does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, those are my thoughts on Cable. Now Domino. Domino is obviously his uh, one of his main partners. She is a mercenary as well. Um, she is kind of also his sometimes uh, on and off love interest for Cable a little bit. She's not quite as old. I'm thinking kind of like late thirties for Domino. She has this, you know, like, white skin, like, actually white, like, whiter than albinos, <laughs> and, uh, like, That's a black white. patch over her, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, a patch of black skin that kind of surrounds her eyes, um, so I guess that's kind of where this domino thing came from, <laughs> you know, it's kind of the opposite of a domino, really, it's all white with, like, a black <laughs> dot, <laughs> but, I don't know, it depends what kind of domino you have, <laughs> But she's got mutant luck powers. Um, so, like, anything, she she gets into a bad situation, basically her luck will usually end up saving her. Like, something will happen to the person who's shooting at her, or they just know the shots will hit her, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's basically, I think I described it in the email I sent you, as basically having, like, 
the thing like death from uh, Final Destination that was on your side instead of <laughs> trying to kill you. Oh. Just all kind of crazy little things would would happen that would end up taking out the people that are trying to kill you or that, like, something like that. So whereas Cable is very you know super serious, she's kind of very you know fun go, fun loving and doesn't take anything seriously and just all about you know trying to have a good time while taking people out and she's just a badass. Uh, you know, mercenary type. So for this one, honestly, I know you're gonna you're gonna be like, oh, you're just trying to put her in here, but she's honestly the perfect one for this part. <laughs> and I didn't even have to try to like be like, oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> she's, I mean, she's perfect for this part. <laughs> I think like literally when I read down in the comics, I'm pretty sure I hear Eliza Dushku's voice in my head. <laughs> You like look at her really in like James on about strike back, or uh, like her character on Buffy, especially Faith. Like she is Domino. <laughs> uh. So <laughs> she's honestly the most perfect for this part. I couldn't think of anybody else who could do this half as well as she could. <laughs> so I know it smacks the favoritism, but. <laughs> She literally was born to play this part. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> like, I got to think on that one. She's like, oh, yep. <laughs> I was douche you. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> and then finally... Uh, we've got Shatterstar, who, uh, he is a character that comes from another world, a world called Mojo World, uh, a place where basically everything is set up like a giant uh, TV studio, essentially. And basically, it's, it's, the world is populated by these big, fat, yellow creatures uh, called the Spineless Ones. And uh, Mojo kind of rules the world by having the highest TV ratings. And he just basically likes to kidnap other creatures from other worlds and make them, you know, be on his TV shows for his amusement kind of thing. And it's a very mm-hmm. goofy and over-the-top type thing. But then there's also some serious sides to it where he's actually had this whole uh, race of humanoid-type creatures created uh, to basically be slaves and fight in his arenas and that kind of stuff. So um, Shatterstar is one of those slaves, uh, and he kind of escapes back in time and to this world looking for allies to try to help him take down Mojo. And uh, so I figured they kind of set that up that he has recently come to the world and he's met up with Cable, like Cable found him and recruited him to his side. And, and Shatterstar was like, oh, you know, well, you, I'm, you know, I'll help you out, but you need to help me topple Mojo. And, and Cable's like, okay, sure, I'll help you. And so they, that'll end up being the plot, I think, for like the X-Force movie. They kind of set it up where, like, oh, you know, at the end of the movie, they kind of show, oh, yeah, don't forget, you still got to help me. And he's like, oh, yeah, I will. <laughs> and then that's a, like, the, <laughs> the post-credit sequence. <laughs> and then we kind of see Mojo from his, you know, his studio watching it all on TV and, you know, cackling to himself. Like, oh, yeah, that'll be one hell of a show, all right. <laughs> that's big. <laughs> yep. <laughs> And uh, oh, like I guess the actual end of the movie before the after the credits tag is kind of they do end up saving Professor X's life, obviously, but uh, then they all kind of decide to follow Cable. They decide, you know, 
that they've, they've graduated, they're going to move on to some other things. They want to go help Cable, uh, who's taking the war, you know, to the villains and being more proactive about stopping things before they happen instead of just kind of reacting like the X-Men do. So they kind of, you know, bond with Cable. They all kind of get new uniforms, and they, like, start to become X. They basically end up being X-Force. Uh, so that's how the movie ends is they end up creating this new team. Uh, but for Shatterstar himself, uh, this was uh, – I got two. <laughs> I got two actors. I got to imagine I know which one you're going to pick. But I think they would be both be pretty good. Uh, Shatterstar, obviously, is a huge – he's just a oh, – He's from this other world. He doesn't understand Earth customs at all. He was basically just raised to battle and nothing else, so he doesn't really understand stuff like sarcasm or, like, relaxing. Vin Diesel? You know. <laughs> what? Vin Diesel? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Eliza Dushku? <laughs> yes. I'm going to play everything. <laughs> But he's, you know, the super athletic warrior type dude. So, kind of went with two different people here. Now, you got to keep an open mind on this first one. Because <laughs> he is very good on Arrow. Stephen Amell. No. Nope. <laughs> I know you hate him in Ninja Turtle, which he was not good in. But he, he single-handedly ruined villain. that movie. He ruined that movie. <laughs> that was not his fault, though. Like, that was the way they wrote that character. Well, they wrote him to be stupid and goofy. And... Regardless, they, ruined, <laughs> they made him ruin that movie. Made On me Arrow, him. he does play a very convincing badass and kind of a stern, no-nonsense guy a lot of the time. So I think he would definitely be good. Um, and the other I one, again, this character, <laughs> this character, he's kind of not from Earth. So he could definitely be a little bit older, I think. So the other one I went with would be Carl Urban. Because what can't he do? That's true. <laughs> so I could totally see him doing it. Playing a badass warrior dude who definitely, he also would bring some good comedy to it, I think, in the way that he doesn't fit in. Because he's like the funniest part of those Star Trek movies. Now, Carl Urban's awesome. I actually like him a lot. Yeah, I figured that would be the one you would go for. <laughs> They figured right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I guess I guess he's the official choice then. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and so that's where we end up with the new mutants then. Uh move when we can start setting up for the X Force movie. Uh maybe we'll talk about villains for these hoop casting cities and or other people for X Force later on down the line, but that's about all I got for uh, for the new mutants casting choices. Nice. Well, sounds good. Sounds good. I don't even know oh, half yeah. the mutants, and I don't even know half the <laughs> actors you chose for them. <laughs> that's why I got to keep the Google machines on. <laughs> yeah, that's that's for certain. That's I cool. got mine. All right, well, ready to I'll, go. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll I'll kick off with the uh, the old. Mortal Kombat then. Um, there's definitely oh, yeah. some cool things that I'm looking forward to um, with the new movie. Um, I want to see what they actually do with it. Um, do you remember a couple of years ago when they had the... What was that thing called? Um, it was like that, uh, yeah, that trailer? That Mortal Kombat online? Legacy? Yeah, the trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I'm hoping they kind of stick with something like that again. Um, I know they kind of did their own thing with the legacy thing. Um, when was that? That was, that was 2011 or something like that, I think. Um, but pretty much what it essentially was was a crazy trailer of like almost like a real-life Mortal Kombat, like if it actually happened kind of thing, um, <laughs> with like convicts that turned into like these weird mutants from Mortal Kombat, I suppose. I don't know. But it was really mm-hmm. interesting. I liked it. But apparently not everybody liked it. And then they did a whole legacy thing. Off of it. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's like its own thing, but it's definitely not Mortal Kombat because it wasn't really even like all of these people who had evolved into these mutant type things like were battling each other. It was more, you know, the cops are after them. So it's not like they were in like a tournament. I don't think well, anything this, to do that's with what they were leading up to. Um, oh, it really? was leading up to that. So yeah, what it was is um, all those convicts or whatnot, the cops were after them. And then Jax uh, says to, I don't remember, I think it was Scorpion saying, Hey, we know where most of these convicts might actually end up. There's a huge underground tournament called Mortal Kombat. And he's, pretty much recruiting Scorpion to go in there as an undercover agent to go find them and, uh, I guess, enter their combat. I don't know. I have no idea. But I don't know. I like the whole system. It was a pretty neat trailer. Um, but anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> so, now they're doing a reboot. We'll see where this one goes. Who who knows? It's probably not going to have that 90s flair like we all know and love, but that's all right. <laughs> I wish so I'm did. going to kick it off with Raiden. Raiden is the Thunder God, and he's also yeah. Asian. Even though he didn't, there was no Asian people playing him in the movie. <laughs> no, nope. um, true. <laughs> which is very peculiar. But I figured we go with somebody older and wiser, Jackie Chan. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, he needs to come back. He doesn't need to come back, and I think Raiden would be a great one. Online, they're uh, they're thinking that Liam Neeson is the one that's rumored right now. Oh, you know, I could, I wouldn't hate that. Again, not Asian. I wouldn't at all, hate but... it either. <laughs> I know. Um, I wouldn't hate it. I did see it, and I was like, ooh, I almost want to use him, but I was like, he's Asian, and they keep messing this up somehow. <laughs> but he did play. Uh, he did play. Uh, Razzle Dazzle in uh, The Dark Knights, or uh, I'm sorry, Batman Begins. So <laughs> that would be pretty neat, I guess. All right, the next one, Sonya Blade. This one, I'm oh yeah. This one, I actually I'm torn on. Uh, I really kind of like mm. the old actress, but she's gone. She's gone now. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. She's she only old. has two movies. Um, <laughs> She'd be trying to do I'm that split to... kick and just like break in half. Yeah, oh, the osteoporosis <laughs> got her again. <laughs> yeah, um, but they have uh they actually rumored Ronda Rousey to be her, and I can't say I wouldn't want that. <laughs> like Ronda Rousey's just a she's just a badass. Of course, she's the UFC champion, uh, women's champion, or at least she used to be. I don't know if she still is, but <laughs> yeah, she, she was kicks ass lost, in real me. life. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember watching that. That was pretty intense. But I think that would be a pretty cool. Uh, Pretty cool Sonya Blades whooping some ass for reals. Yeah, you know what? Kind of get my head around that, I think. Exactly, exactly. Um, so I'm I'm cool with that one. 
Johnny Cage. I didn't know where I wanted to go with Johnny Cage here. Um, but oh, the old actor like, was cool. so good. I know, I know. He was perfect for that. Um, he really which was. Is weird, like in the Mortal, the Mortal Kombat Legacy, um, uh, Johnny Cage, the actor who played him, was Rico from Starship Troopers. I can't remember his actual name. It's like Casper something. Oh, but it was okay. The, uh, the main character from yeah, that's who played him, which wasn't bad. It wasn't too too shabby. Um, yeah, I can see I'm that. I'm thinking maybe Chris Pine. I was thinking Chris Pine for this one. Okay. I I'll think come around on him a little bit good. more since I saw Color High Water. <laughs> there you go. You can take that for what it's worth. Um, <laughs> all right, Sub Zero. Are you ready for this one? I don't know. I don't know if you're ready for this. Now, of course, this isn't going to be a name that everybody's going to recognize. But then I'm going to say who he's played in life. Sub-Zero, oh. I'm thinking Ray Park. Okay. I do know this. Okay, you do know. Okay, okay. So it's the same guy who played uh, Darth Maul and I believe Toad, right? Yep, that's correct. Yep. So um, I think he would be perfect for Sub-Zero. I mean, he's definitely got the athletic skill, I think. And, I mean, it's not a face that you're always going to recognize, but... It's it's the way he just does everything. I think it would be a really cool uh, Sub Zero. He doesn't really talk yeah, much at that. all, so you don't. I'd be I'd be happy <laughs> with that. Uh huh. Um, and Sub Zero is actually white. He is a part of a white <laughs> ninja group, so it's perfect. Yeah. So Scorpion down. He's Asian. Yeah. Oh. So I couldn't <laughs> think of anybody. So I'm just like. You know what? I would love to see Jet Li play Scorpion. <laughs> <laughs> so That's one I, don't I know figured about, why not? I guess. I, <laughs> I know. I didn't know what to do with this one. But I thought it would be pretty neat, I guess. Because, I mean, he played in a movie with uh, Jackie Chan, uh, Forbidden Kingdom. And it was cool watching the two of them kind of go at it. And I think... Uh, because Scorpion's more of like a wise, well, I wouldn't say wiser, but like an older, uh, older dude. Plus he's a ghost and all this other shit. I think he'd be good, and obviously he's got the, the skill to do ninjas stuff. So I think it would be pretty cool to see Jet Li maybe as Scorpion. Um, <laughs> Jack, can Ed Boon still do the voice? <laughs> Get over. <laughs> um, Jack, I'm sticking with it, man. Michael J. White, uh, Mortal Kombat Legacy. I just, I cannot see anybody else playing him. It's the same person who played Spawn. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I cannot, I cannot see anybody else playing him. The, the guy who played Jackson, uh, Annihilation, was fucking awful. He was terrible. <laughs> but most Michael J. White. That that's true. It's hard to get through that one. I just love it because there's so many <laughs> damn characters in it. But that's about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that. I think uh, he's just perfect. Uh, Shang Tsung. Now, I believe this is rumored as well, but when I started doing this list, I thought it would be also a good idea. And then when I saw that it was rumored, I was like, oh, you know what? No, that just solidifies my idea. But, um, Robin Shu. You might not know that name, but he hmm. originally played Liu Kang in the first movie. Okay. I like it. So 21 years later. For, uh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, exactly. He's uh he's a, he's slightly older now. I've looked at a few of his pictures. I think he would fit the part perfect now. Um he's not the oldest oldest man out there, but uh he's definitely 
he's seen some he's seen some better days. But I think it would be perfect. And plus, it's a good nod to the original movie. <laughs> or he could have been Scorpion. <laughs> no, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Jelly makes so much more sense. <laughs> yes, yes it does. All right, next one. Here we go. Kano. I was trying to think of a good Kano here, and uh, mm. I was looking at some pictures of a whole bunch of people, and the one that came to mind was Frank Grillo from the movie The Purge. Oh, nice. Yeah, I thought that cross he would bones. be a, Yep, or crossbones, yep. Um, I think he'd be a good Kano. He'd be I all over that shit. That. Yeah. He's yeah. good at playing an asshole. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, all right, Kotal Khan. Now, uh, you, you may not recognize that name, but uh, again, when they started doing I the do flip, because it rhymes of, with scrotal. <laughs> scrotal Khan, perfect. All right, so he's this big, like, uh, the god of the sun from the uh, the nether realms. He's in the new Mortal Kombat game. I think Jason Momoa would be a perfect Kotal Khan. He's got that, like, uh, almost that native native feel to him. I think he's Samoan too. So, I mean, he's just this huge, huge dude in the game, and I think Jason Momoa would play a good Kotal Khan. Is he any relation um, to Shao Kahn? No. <laughs> Which is, oh. now that you mentioned that, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know how that's even possible. But yeah, there's that. <laughs> unless unless there's oh. something in the story that I'm not tracking, but all right, uh, <laughs> we'll save this one for later because that one I think is just perfect. So let me make a little dash 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 equal sign dash equal sign. All right, Luke Kang, <laughs> got to bring Luke Kang back into this. And I thought again, <laughs> even though he's nobody's out, favorite, gonna, he is nobody's favorite, but he's always like the main character. But nobody wants him to be a main character. Yeah. I know. Most um, boring. <laughs> But I figured if we're going to put him in there, we'll spice him up with John Cho. Uh, uh, the Harold and Kumar guy? <laughs> there he is. You knew, you got it. I think it would be amazing. <laughs> that would be the shit. <laughs> okay. I, I guess I could see that. Yeah. So can I. That's why I put him on the list. I think it would be perfect. <laughs> um, All right. I'll buy it. I'll buy that for yeah. a dollar. Um, oh, shit. Hold on a second. <laughs> Wait one. Wait one. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, Kung Lao. Oh. We'll go with him next. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. So is I he even in Annihilation, or is this his first time? Uh, he was not in anything, actually. He was. He was a very small part in the first movie. Where uh, uh, Shang Tsung killed him? Oh no 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 no! It was uh, it was just it, he wasn't actually in the movie, but he was mentioned in the movie. Um, oh yeah, because Luke Kang's Luke Kang ancestor, was a descendant of his, yeah. Yes, so he was mentioned in the movie. I forgot that was Luke Kang's brother who was killed by Shao Kahn or Shang Tsung. Yep. Anyways, um, but. I'm going to go with, and nobody's going to know this, um, and I actually had to do research on this one, but uh, uh, Mark Dikowskis. Yep, Mark Dikowskis, everybody's favorite oh. host. He's the host on Iron Chef America. 
He's also actually had an acting career as well. <laughs> I gotta look this guy up. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll agree with me once you look at him. But uh, he's hilarious on. How do you spell uh, the last name? Iron Chef America. D A C A S C O S. Mark Dacascus the Crow. What? The crow? <laughs> it was one of the things Google was suggesting. Maybe he was in oh, one of the terrible no, movies. Um, oh, okay. This guy does seem vaguely familiar. Exactly. Doesn't he look familiar? It's very bizarre. It's very strange. Uh, he hosts Iron Chef, but he's been in a lot of shit, man, which is very bizarre for me to even picture. But after I saw a couple of the pictures of uh, like other movies he's been in, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I, this guy does look familiar. Oh, he was the crow on the TV show. He did? Yeah. Wow, that's what? him. Really? What, what yeah. year is this? Oh, yeah, you're right. Um, oh, he played, yeah, you're right. He played Eric Draven. What the fuck? <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, yeah, that definitely, I would give it to him, sure. <laughs> I'll give it to him even more harder now. <laughs> Maybe not that hard. You had to take it there, didn't you? <laughs> yes. All right. Moving on. Um, Katana. This one I'm going to give it to somebody who barely talk or shouldn't talk very much. Uh, Gal Gadot? I don't know how to say her name, but it's the same chick who played Wonder Woman in, uh... Yep. Uh, You're right. In, she shouldn't. <laughs> she shouldn't talk, but I think she would be good. As long as she's got the mask on her face and she's not allowed to talk, I think she's got it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right. Next, we've got Shao Kahn. Got to have Shao Kahn in here. I don't know why I yep. went with this. I just... I don't know why I went with this. But here we go. Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I guess think, I could see that. I think, I mean, he's just a big dude, and I think that's what I'm going with. I mean, you got to have the mask on the whole time. <laughs> but he can actually act. Um, they are rumoring Did Vin he... Diesel to play Shao Kahn, and I can't get down with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess. I can, it does I look can't. like what Shao Kahn... It was like in the movie, <laughs> bald and stuff. Yeah, that's true. But isn't Vin Diesel like really short? I don't think so. I don't know. I thought like literally that. when I mean, he with be. the Rock, like he's had to be on lifts and stuff like that. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Well, let me see. Yeah, I don't know. Vin he Diesel. had to be on lifts. <laughs> uh, height. Googling things. No, six feet. I guess that's not too short. No, that's not short at all. That's taller than most <laughs> people. Oh, this says 5'11". <laughs> that's, that's one inch smaller. <laughs> they are also, for Katana, I forgot to mention, and I don't agree with this at all, they are rumoring Megan Fox to play Katana. <laughs> Well, I mean, kind of like your Gal Gadot. It's just not to talk too much. 
And it's oh, fun. that's true, I suppose. <laughs> that's a good point, even though it's retarded. <laughs> no, it's mostly just retarded. Okay. So, my last <laughs> one that I have on this list right now is, uh, this is my favorite one. When I saw this, when I had to uh, come up with somebody who to play him, it was perfect. Kenshi. All right. We're talking about the blind okay. swordsman. All right. Mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so you said that, it makes so much sense. Yep. Yep. I know. I know. This is like the that was that's the perfect choice for this entire thing. If this if this movie kicks off and they put Kenshi in here, Keanu Reeves better be playing goddamn Kenshi. <laughs> Riley gets to say, I know Kung Fu. I'm so down for that. I'm so down for that. That would be delightfully terrible. I love it. It would be amazing. I guess they also said that some people wanted, like, uh, Channing Tatum to play uh, Johnny Cage. I don't know if I want that. He's way too big for that. He is. Like I'd almost rather see him as like Shao Kahn. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wanted that. Nobody's asking for that. Just shut up. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's my Mortal Kombat list. I'm hoping to see some of these people on there. They are they are actually still rumoring Michael J. White to still play Jax, which is pretty cool. I mean, that is just a good choice. That he he would definitely be good. Oh, he's perfect, man. He's, he's so good. Um, <laughs> some of these people, I don't even know who. Oh, they're rumoring Jason Momoa to play Nightwolf, which I don't know if I agree with that one. Maybe. Oh, yeah, I could see that for sure. I think Jason Momoa is too big for Nightwolf, though. Like, Nightwolf's just, like, toned where Jason Momoa is a monster. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right. But... He's been hitting the gym a little more. <laughs> the night wolf who works out. <laughs> he stayed away from the fire water. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I wish he had a cabal. He's my favorite. <laughs> I don't know about that. Somebody <laughs> said that when I was looking this up, somebody said that Kano should uh, be played by Sylvester Stallone. I don't agree with that one at all. <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't see that at all. Yeah. <laughs> Some people are just stupid. That, that one's not rumored. They're just saying <laughs> they should play it. And then uh, Scarlett Johansson should play Cassie Cage. Uh, That's the daughter of Johnny yeah. Cage and Sonya Blade. I guess I can, yeah. I'd be okay with that. I mean, yeah. I'm really not here to blind, anyways. <laughs> yeah. All right. It. Well, that's our list. Hopefully, you enjoyed listening to them. <laughs> I know I did. I like listening. All right. <laughs> well, I guess we'll do a little bit of uh, Nerd Corner with the exciting brand new theme song. Yes. World premiere. 
check it out. It's time for Nerd Corner. Get caught up with Geek News and Nerd Corner. We'll tell you lots of things. There's not a real corner, but I am a real nerd. I am an actual nerd. I look like a nerd. I like to watch TV and movies and read comic books and gather news about them. I'll tell you what I know, and he can't tell you what he thinks about who just got cast to play. The next Spider-Man, oh boy, I hope it's Jason Statham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you do something to your voice? <laughs> I sped the thing up a little bit so that it would be a little shorter. <laughs> Okay, that's what it is. It sounded like you were a chipmunk. I was like, who the hell is singing this now? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to go full, like, chipmunk speed, but it's, I sped it up just maybe a teeny little bit. Oh, so weird. I was just, because I just listened to the song the other day. I was like, oh, this is such a good, this is a good cover. I like it. And then I heard that just now. I was like, this sounds very different to me right now. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> Play tricks with your brains. Brain tricks. <laughs> Taste that only parents All right. can see. <laughs> Speaking of casting, uh, we talked about it a little bit last time, but now it is official. Joe Manganiello is playing Deathstroke. Yep, I saw that. I think we were both in agreement that that's a good thing. So, But I heard some other less good news yesterday. This is not official. Supposedly, they're in talks with Stephen Yun, a.k.a. Glenn from The Walking Dead, to play Nightwing. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> why, why would that happen? I don't know. I just don't know. That makes no but sense why, whatsoever. But why would that happen? Because he has black hair? I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. That doesn't even make sense. That was just changing no, the entire really race. Doesn't. Again. Yeah, exactly. I fucking hate Hollywood. I hate them so much. So I really hope that's not true. And it's just a rumor that somebody started to be an asshole. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah. Um, apparently, they're you know they're talking about doing a Booster Gold movie. Uh, supposedly, I guess Greg Berlanti, the guy who does all the TV shows, he is kind of the one. I think he's. I'm not sure if he's directing, but he's definitely kind of producing it and heading it all up. I think he's best to direct it. But uh, apparently, it is not going to be part of the DC Cinematic Universe. Hmm. Weird. So that's, yeah, <laughs> I don't know, it's a weird choice. Um, I guess they don't want to have to worry about the other superheroes, and maybe I guess because it's a whole, it's actually going to probably try to have some fun. <laughs> they don't want it to be in the, the no-fun DC universe. <laughs> you're not allowed to have any kind of humor if you're in that universe. <laughs> they don't stand for that kind of thing. They hate fun, and they hate people having hope. 
I don't understand anything anymore. <laughs> I know. Still stuck on that story, aren't you? That's pretty much that's how I feel every day. <laughs> Why do we do this? <laughs> Why do they do this to us? Just do what's in the comic book. <laughs> I just don't get it. Oh, <sighs> um, it's been confirmed that Mr. Sinister, who they kind of teased in the post-credit sequence of X-Men Apocalypse, uh, he is going to be the villain of the Wolverine movie. Oh, which I guess that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't really think of Mr. Sinister as a Wolverine villain so much, but whatever. <laughs> Those X-Men movies are terrible anyway, so <laughs> kind of stops caring. <laughs> they just want to keep fucking everything up and then just keep making bad movies. <laughs> it's like, why, why do these people keep getting paid for making shit movies? And they know they're I shit. don't know. The problem is, is people go mm-hmm. to see the shit. They just like watching poop. I know. Just because it's got big names and stuff in it, they'll go see it. But And then the critics give it completely terrible reviews and stuff, but that doesn't affect them at all because people still keep going to fucking see it. I don't, I don't understand. They need to stop that <laughs> shit. Something's very broken with the system. Well, here's some more news. I don't know if you're going to be too happy about. Oh, great. <laughs> the CW working on a Lost Boys TV show. I'm going to I'm going to ask this question one more time. Why? <laughs> Why are they doing this shit? If I knew, <laughs> tell you, but I just don't know. The one kind of cool thing, I guess, about it is I'm not sure when the original one's going to be set. It's maybe in, like, the 60s or something, they said. But, like, it's supposed to be set, I guess, I think it was in the 60s. And then each season is going to kind of cover a different decade with the same characters. You know, obviously, since they're vampires, they can live, you know, for as long as they want, essentially. So the first season will kind of cover them in the 60s, the 70s. The second season, you'll kind of pick up with those characters again in the 70s. And I guess that's a, good, a cool way to keep it kind of interesting and fresh each season. Uh, each season. Wow, really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, so speaking of Lost Boys, I'm going to segue into this real quick. Have you seen that new video, um, this song by Corey Feldman? Uh, it was on the Today Show a couple days ago. He's apparently made an album dedicated to Michael Jackson and Corey Haim. Oh, shit. And uh, what did I say? Did I say make a video? I meant to say album. I don't know if, what the hell I just said. But no, yeah, you said album. Made it, okay, so he made this album dedicated to Michael Jackson and Corey Haim. All right. Um, the album apparently, <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't even know what to say about this. So the album apparently is about good and evil. You know, the angels versus the uh, the devil kind of thing. And, I wonder uh, which one Michael Jackson was. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea what that has to do with Michael <laughs> Jackson or Corey Haim, actually. So, uh, yeah, so Michael uh, Jackson may Corey, Haim, Corey Haim is uh, obviously the singer of this little group 
Um, and it's the group is just called Corey Feldman, but he's the singer. And then in the band, he has the Corey's Angels. They're all dressed up as <laughs> angels with these little, like, cheap halos and, like, Halloween costume angel feathers, uh, angel feather wings. So um, I, I think the only thing that everybody needs to do is give this a watch because you're missing, <laughs> I think I'm missing a big chunk of your life if you don't watch this. Um, <laughs> it's so it's so goddamn horrible um, <laughs> that everybody needs to see this. Oh, dude, you need to, if you go to YouTube right now and click on the trending tab, it's there because it's trending. Oh, sweet. It's got all <laughs> the, everyone yesterday, loves it? it. Yesterday, there was only 500,000 views. I li- I'm literally looking at it right now, and now there's over a million 500,000 views. <laughs> um, uh... I can't, I don't know what to put, <laughs> I don't know what to say about it. It's hilariously funny because. All right, so they start off with saying, because apparently there was an actual music video that came out uh, two months ago, but that didn't get the buzz. This shit got the buzz. Um, the live <laughs> the live on the Today Show got the buzz. Because the lady's like, oh, I understand that you're going to be doing some Michael Jackson moves, some dance moves. And Corey Feldman's like, well, no, I wouldn't. I, I'm not going to do Michael Jackson dance moves. But, um, you know, him and I were really good friends, you know, uh, back in the day, and... Uh, he was he, obviously he influenced me, um, but yeah, I you know I, I I have you'll you'll see some of that influence today, and he starts dancing, dude. I don't know what the it's like it's like watching a card <laughs> dance. It's so bad, and everything everything about this entire video is so bad. So um, and then the last thing I'll talk about so the the album because he'll talk about the album cover or the album art in the actual video it's like if you went to like a shitty mall and you're a latino mexican family and you were trying to get a picture taken um or like uh like those shirts that sometimes like people will wear of like oh in memory in loving memory of my mom and it's like all that neon shit all over it it looks so shitty looking and it's like I would rather not be remembered at all if you're going to put me on a shirt that looks like this. Um, that's what this album looks like. It's so terribly... It's like somebody tried to do graphic design on it and said, you know, he didn't pay me enough, so I'm just going to make it look shitty. That's what this album looks like. It's so bad. Dude. I'm watching the video right now. It's dancing. so good. It's incredible. Yep. yep. I like how he does flappy, flappy arm hands. I don't know. But the uh, the song itself is pretty bad. Uh, he brings in some random rapper nobody's ever heard of, except for apparently the <laughs> the host of the Today Show. I've never heard of Doc Ice before, but Doc Ice is nope. in there. If you guys really like Doc Ice, um, but yeah, Corey <laughs> Feldman, check it out. Uh, he was better on the Lost Boys. We'll just say that. <laughs> yeah, most people are. <laughs> both both of them need to be laid to rest. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Corey Feldman. <laughs> Where did it all go wrong? I don't know. <laughs> the last good movie he was in. Uh Lost Boys Two. <laughs> like your Google. No. Nope. 
You know they made three of those movies? Yeah. Three? Wasn't Corey Haim back in the third one or something? Like, he didn't want to yeah, in the second one, but he came back for the third one or something like that as a vampire? Oh, yeah, maybe that's what it was, yeah. I don't know. I didn't watch them. I'm not going to give them <laughs> my time. Crazy. <laughs> Although, speaking of uh, crazy celebrity song videos, uh, if you haven't ever seen it, anybody out there, go check out the, uh, the video I just saw it this week. It was, I think it's actually very old, but I just saw it this week. Crispin Glover had a music video for a song called Clowny Clown Clown. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just great. It's amazing. <laughs> Crispin Glover at his craziest. <laughs> <laughs> so is he singing in it? Oh yeah. <laughs> if that's what you want to call now it. Now I anyway. have to watch it. <laughs> Clowny clown clown. There it is. Yep. All right. We'll be watching <laughs> that later. <laughs> it is classic stuff. Oh, the name of his group, dude. Did you see the name of his group? Oh, I don't remember. Bohemia Bohemia After Dark. <laughs> yep, that sounds like him. <laughs> oh my god. Holy clown clown. Um, oh, so I made a note of this because I forgot to talk about it on our last show. Uh we talked about how I went to go see the movie thirty one, but I didn't tell the story of, of seeing thirty one. Uh, they just recently got the bar. In uh, in the movie theater over at the AMC in, in Crestwood there or not Crestwood uh, the quarry over countryside. Oh yeah. Now they've had they've had bars in the one in the mall for a long time and they really haven't had any issues. But uh, the quarry, I don't know what the fuck was going on there because they, I mean, they, like I said, they just got it and already it seems like people are fucking out of their minds because uh, there was this um this group of like four people they kind of came in a little bit late probably you know 10 minutes into the movie they come into the walking in the theater and sit kind of in the front row of the second section you know like there's the really close seats way up front and there's you know the, where the second section starts there's kind of like the aisle mm-hmm. between they're yeah. in like the front row of that second section um and so or not oh, yeah not the front row but second I guess. so this one the one girl this, like, blonde girl is fucking talking really loud. And luckily not for too long, but on the way in, basically, she's talking really loud. And it's like, Jesus Christ, shut up. <laughs> and so eventually, like, I'd say a half hour later, they kind of um, leave. And I'm like, oh, thank God. Maybe this movie wasn't for them. And they're just like, fucking, we're leaving. Uh, but no, they come back probably, mm, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes later. And clearly by this point, she is fucking shit-faced. Like, she is just being obnoxious as fuck. Like, she ends up going into her row, sits down, then stands up, like, with her hands on the seat in front of her. And just starts shaking her ass back and forth for, like, a minute. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> and then she's talking loudly to the chick next to her. She is cackling like a witch's cackle at everything, which stuff that's not even supposed to be funny. Then 
this is literally, I have no explanation for this at all. She puts her legs, you know, like up on the seat in front of her, but not like, you know, how you normally people would do at the movies. Like they're putting their foot up to rest on the seat in front like that. Yeah. No, she's yeah. got like her legs like draped on top of it and then sticking them straight up in the air. And then as loudly, as loud as possible, clapping her thighs together. Why is she doing this? This is why I hate women now. <laughs> I'm like, there's no reason for this. You're just trying to be an asshole. The fuck is your problem? And she so must ridiculous, man. I did that for a good minute and a half straight, just fucking clapping her thighs together. Like, who the fuck does this? I've never been that drunk in my life that I would just be like, uh, yeah, I'm just going to fucking do annoying-ass shit though during a movie for no reason. Oh, I've seen people just started fucking too. screaming at her. It, it was. Really? It was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, one person, like, started, like, like, shut up, and then, like, everyone else kind of joined in. They're like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> one dude was like, the bar's outside, bitch. <laughs> She's like, oh, I brought it in with me. Eh. Damn it, what a fucking bitch. That's when they need to do a scary movie on her where everybody just starts like getting up and stabbing her. <laughs> <laughs> I literally thought that was what it was going to come to at a certain point. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> and yet the people with her did nothing to try to fucking, you know, settle her down or tell her to shut up. No, oh, they were embarrassed. What the fuck is wrong with people? <laughs> They seem to be just having just as good a time of just, you know, fucking ignoring it. I mean, that's not people overreacting. That's you being a complete fucking psycho. I don't even know what to say. That's why. Oh, God. I, don't know. <laughs> I know. It, it was awful. Just awful. All right. Um. <laughs> Want to try out a new segment? Um, okay. <laughs> we got a little bit of time before story time. Um, this is a segment called Pete and Kev do Mad Libs on the radio. <laughs> it's a great segment. <laughs> I'll tell you the kind of word we need. You give me a word. Plural noun. Um, plural noun. Yes. <laughs> Adjective. Harry. <laughs> I like where you're heading with this. Plural noun again. Um, Dick. Yeah, now you're talking. <laughs> oh, I'm looking uh, up now. on uh, Facebook right now. Even Frank has seen the Corey Feldman thing. He's posting about it on Facebook right now. <laughs> yeah. This thing is sweeping the nation. It is. What was the last one? I'm sorry. We've got to get Frank on the show someday. Uh, noun. Noun. Um, D cup. <laughs> Adjective Funny 
Noun. Uh, wrinkle. <laughs> noun. <laughs> I love nouns in this game. Okay. Um, uh, turtle stuff. <laughs> turtle stuff. <laughs> what? Name of person in room. Peter. <laughs> I'm the only person in this room. So many choices to choose from. <laughs> Location. Um, the annex room. <laughs> the secret annex. <laughs> secret. Adjective. Um... Oof. Teeny. Uh, name of person in room. There's two of these. Shit. Um, Banks. Another one. <laughs> we got one with a lot. Another of person, person in the room. In the room. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll go Peter. Again, I guess he's got names, but he's not really in the room. Oh. Um, Kevin. And another person in the room. There's three of them? <laughs> yeah, in a row. Uh, we'll go Peter again. <laughs> uh, adjective. Uh, smelly. Yeah. Plural noun. Um... Plural noun. Vaginas. <laughs> I like it. Part of body plural. Penises. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's shuffling them all up. Mad Live is called Movies Should Be Fun. If they don't cast Steven Yen as Nightwing. <laughs> I may have added that last yeah. part. <laughs> in recent years, there have been too many disaster movies in which tall cats catch on fire, hairy dinosaurs come to life, and huge dicks attack people in the ocean, making you afraid to get out of your decup in the morning. That's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> movie fans ask why can't we have more funny pictures like it's a wonderful wrinkle gone with the turtle dove or Mr. Peter goes to the annex room <laughs> yes <laughs> now that's what I would see <laughs> these films <laughs> these films make you feel teeny all over <laughs> true <laughs> These same fans also ask why can't we have more funny films with comedians such as Laurel and Binks and Abbott and, and Peter. <laughs> yes. Oh, I put those. <laughs> These smelly performers gave us great slapstick vaginas that still make our penises ache from laughing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's funny and true. <laughs> Damn slapstick vagina. 
<laughs> My penis will never stop aching. <laughs> I want to feel all teeny all over. <laughs> I don't even know if that's the movie that does that or that's just my life. <laughs> Everything. <laughs> all right, that was the exciting inaugural edition of Pete and Kevin Do Mad Libs. That needs to happen more often. I haven't done Mad Libs in years, and this could be fun. <laughs> I downloaded the app like on my uh, tablet thingy. <laughs> it's pretty fun. And the other day it was like, don't, it was something about like Bill Cosby and your moist son. <laughs> I was like, oh no. I don't like where this is going. Yep. Nope. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> All right. Ready for some story time? Uh, sure. I do want to say real quickly though, uh, I guess this can go in Nerd Corner. They are possibly doing a Whopperito at Burger King. I think they already did. Oh, it's already happening? Yeah, I think I saw like a video. I, I watched uh, this guy, the cinema snob, his videos. He does a lot of like try videos where he'll try food. Yeah. And I think I saw a video where he was do- eating a Whopperito. It looks pretty good, man. I mean, I'd put anything in a tortilla shell. So most people <laughs> are like, oh, you can only have Mexican food. Me, I'll put macaroni and cheese in a burrito, and I'll eat it up, and it'll be delicious. Mm. You know what? That doesn't sound terrible. It's not. It's, it's delicious. It's, <laughs> it's so good. Oh, man. I'm down. Yeah. Just if you throw some taco right. meat in with the mac and cheese, oh, man. That sounds amazing. Uh, oh, yeah. That sounds really good, too. Good call on that. Oh, man. Now mm. I need to make that. All <laughs> right. Story time. We're going to go with another true live story. So this Friday. Bye. Let's all sit down, relax, and shut up. Because it's time for Story Time with Pete. Yes, it is time (laughs) for Story Time with Pete. So... This is another true, true tale of amazement. So this Friday, we were supposed to go see, well, I really wanted to go see Tom Green. He was at the Tacoma Comedy Club. But everybody I was asking, there was only one person who wanted to go, but he couldn't because his wife was having a birthday. And I said, you need to make a choice. Damn her. (laughs) (laughs) Your marriage or Tom Green? Yep. He chose marriage. So I asked everybody else, <laughs> and nobody, nobody wanted to go with me. They said Tom Green was two two or two two thousand two, and I said, well, yes, that's about that's about his highlights right there. But you need to see him. You need to rekindle those. And everybody didn't agree because they were all all my other friends are like born in nineteen ninety eight or some shit, which is very sad. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so there, uh, nobody wanted to go with me. And I said, this really sucks. And uh, they're like, well, we can always go to Keys on Main. I said, Keys on Main, that sounds great. Those of you who do not live in Washington, Keys on Main is a place in Tacoma who, uh, where they have two pianos and they, go, they duel. They duel against each other. And what ends up happening is uh, you go in there and you can make a tip. I don't know how they know all the songs, but all these guys, both these piano players know all the songs that people are requesting just from 
the top of their head. It's really oh, bizarre. Shit. Yeah, it, it's so weird, man. So you uh, you make a request and you put a tip with that request. So if you tip one guy to play, I don't know, um, any way you want it by journey, somebody can out-tip them and bring their tip to the uh, the other piano player. So somebody puts down $5 for any way you want it. Somebody could pay $6 to play, I don't know, any Bon Jovi song, and they'll play some Bon Jovi then. Um, and then you can, that's where the dueling comes in. The, the piano players are getting better tips to play better songs or more tips to play better songs or whatnot. And um, it's pretty funny, man. It's it's uh, it's really good. I didn't spend any money. I just watched everybody just do uh, duel each other. <laughs> um, but it was really fun because some people would play some really shitty songs. Like one person's like, oh, you should play some Justin Bieber. And the piano player's like, I don't want to play this. Can somebody please put in a higher tip? Please put in a higher tip. So then somebody puts in a higher tip and it was in sync. And the other guy's like, we need to stop this now. So they started playing some instinct, <laughs> and then they go back, and then uh, they finally put on, like, I think it was Bon Jovi. Um, and then they start playing Bon Jovi, and then everybody's getting into it. It was pretty fun. They put uh, one person actually tipped and requested Fuck Me Gently by Tenacious D. Oh, it was so good, man. I couldn't believe, like, how <laughs> they knew all these songs, but it was so crazy. They knew all the words. Crazy. They knew all uh, It's so bizarre. Um but, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Uh, but then after that, after the whole aftermath, um, we start walking, and uh, we are going to – oh, we went to Dorky's. So Dorky's an arcade in Tacoma nice. as well. And we went there because there was a guy in our group who's never been there before. But on our way there, there's these girls across the street. And uh, so I'm screaming at them. And everybody says that when I, when I uh, kind of get my drink on, I do a lot of yelling. And uh, I never really knew that up until I've pretty much hung out with these guys. But apparently I do. I just yell a lot. So the guy's <laughs> like, uh, can you say something different or whatnot? I'm like, what do you mean say something different? He's like, well, you just kind of scream. It's nonsense. I was like, well, what the hell do you want me to scream? And I, I, didn't, I didn't even know I said this. And it doesn't even make sense that I said this. And I wasn't even that drunk. I was just like barely had a buzz. But he took video of it. So there's proof of me saying that people piss in the ball pit. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I said, people piss in the ball pits, believe it or not. And they're like, that is the most <laughs> random thing that you could have probably said in this moment. I said, people piss in there. Um, anyway, I digress. We finally make it to Dorky's, and uh, we start, you know, we're all playing some games, playing some air hockey. Uh, the one guy that's never been there, he sees Joust, and he's never really played the Joust game before uh, from any app. Oh. So, man, he was there for a good, like, hour just playing straight-up Joust, and he ended up being, like, number 20 in the top rankings of scoring of that game, which is pretty nuts. Um, so he's on Shit. the leaderboard. Yeah, he was, he was kicking some ass. Um, but then after that, uh, we went to the mix. Yep, got to end our night with the mix. <laughs> of course. <laughs> or else there are a bunch of dudes going to go. You you never start at the mix. Never start at the mix. <laughs> but we you, you can end at the mix. So then we ended up at the mix, and... Uh, we're all doing some karaoke, and I got some people in there to play karaoke. And the guy who's never, he doesn't really go into Tacoma at all, he goes there, and he is, uh, he's like, I want to do some karaoke. I'm like, you need to do some karaoke. So he does Queen, um, uh, Having a Good Time, I think is the name of the song, or whatever the hell that song's called. Oh, you're uh, having a good me. time. Don't yeah, there, there you go. Yep, 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 that's the one. Um. Oh, my God, did he have the entire crowd just, like, going, man. 
he had everybody going. in that place. I would bet. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but we all had a blast. We were having a good time. It was. He says he's he's never heard of Tacoma being a, a fun place to go because it was the same thing before I started going to Tacoma and doing stuff because I always thought that Tacoma was like just the shitty area, the shitty area of the world. But uh, it's actually quite fun. There's a lot of stuff to do here. Um, so it's pretty neat, and uh, that's pretty much how we ended our night was the mix. Uh, we were playing some darts, and apparently some girls were talking to me, but I was ignoring them. Um, I honestly do not remember this, but everybody kept telling me that girls kept coming up to me and t- trying to talk to me, and I just kept ignoring them, just not saying anything to them. <laughs> so that, that's lovely. Oh, we lost Kevin again. We're always losing Kevin. All righty. Well, I guess I'll just end the show here. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that needs to be said or if Kevin had anything else, but I just want you guys to remember and always keep in mind that you need to continue flipping your tip. Without flipping the tip every morning, every night, sometimes in the afternoon, you can uh, you can cure some bad, some bad jujus. So keep flipping your tip. And this has been another great show from the original Janksters. Again, my name is Peter Jank, and that was Kevin Jank. You guys have a great rest of your night. Thanks for listening.
when she sees that you'll do anything she asks of you. You're so fake and real, you could be killed. satisfactory, as dry as your dad's credit factory. Life gives any lemon, you squirrels in your